morning and welcome to November Foxtrot. Now, uh, right, long story short, Lance has had a real family emergency. Um, I don't know what to do. Uh, so <laughs> I've got a plan because um, otherwise I'm, I'm just going to sit here and talk to you lot for like an hour or whatever. And it's going to be boring and it's going to be a bit naff. Um, so I've got a bit of a plan and this might be horrifically chaotic. Um, hi, Sherwood. Um, so what I'm going to do, and I don't know if this is a good idea, I'm going to put the link to let you guys join the podcast in the comments. Um, so all you need is a, a webcam, um, and a microphone of some sort, and ideally decent lighting. Um, but I'm going to put the link of the podcast uh, to the podcast in the comments. So you're more than welcome to join. And then I can only accept like four or five because otherwise it's going to go mad. Um, but if anyone wants to join me and then we can have a bit of a general q and I can sort of get to know some of you a little bit more. Hi, Harry. Um, so if that's of interest, let me know. Um, otherwise, we can just call it a night, call it short. Um, yeah, let me know what you think of the chat. Um, while you guys have a little decision about that, because um, if no one wants to do this, this is a bit pointless. Um, we have now reached 100 subscribers uh, on YouTube. Uh, we did that last week, and I finally worked out how to get the custom URL, uh, which is super, super exciting. So um, that's how you can now find us on YouTube. So it's www.youtube.com forward slash C, uh, which I think means custom, forward slash November Foxtrot. So you can find us that way. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's pretty exciting. Um, no one seems to have picked me up yet on the potential joining me. Um, I've got five people watching. Uh, four of you are on Facebook. One's on YouTube. Um, so, yeah, any any kind of comments would be really helpful because otherwise, I mean, I can tell you about my autumn kit, um, but it might just get a little bit boring after a little while. So, uh, yeah, um, let me know. Uh, ah, Paul's coming on in five. Awesome. Thanks, Paul. Uh Gaz, hi, hi mate. Uh Joe, I don't have the equipment to join. Daddy Clan, yes, lad. Right, mate. Uh morning again from Australia. Hi, Philip. How are you? How's it going? I'd be very interested to know um how you get on with airsoft to that in Australia, because I know you sort of have um uh quite a variety of legal issues, uh, I believe. Um so yeah, hit us up, drop us a message, it'd be cool to have a chat about that. Uh hi Nick, hi Gaz. Uh, for those just joining, uh, Lance had a proper family emergency and has had to dash off. Um, at the moment, I'm on my own. I think Paul might be coming on uh, in five. But if anyone else wants to join us, we could have like a general bit of a Q&A, meet some of you. Um, all you need is a microphone, uh, a webcam, and ideally sort of semi-decent lighting of some sort. Um, but I can just whack that in the description below and then you guys can join if you want to to do that. This might be a whole new, a whole new way. And on top of that, my internet keeps cutting out, which is great. So uh, awesome. So uh, would a phone work? Yes, a phone would work. You can do it on the phone. Um, I'll tell you what. Let me put the um, the thing in the chat. Okay, it's in the chat. It's in the chat. I've done it. This could go horribly wrong. Uh, Paul, I will WhatsApp it to you separately, mate. There you go. Ooh, who's going to join? Uh, Philip, uh, alas, no airsoft in ours. We're stuck with gel blasters for the time being. Yeah. The gel blasters, do they fire the same sort of FPS? Because um, I know they, they fire, like, it's almost like a BB, isn't it? But it's like a little Orby, I guess, that are more like. Um, 
let us know. It's interesting. So uh, I don't really have. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you what. While we're waiting, I um, my little purchase of the week. Uh, I bought this from ToughTacticalTools.com. Uh, it's a key mod standard QD swivel. Ah, here we go. Harry's joined. Hi, Harry. Can't hear you. Can't hear you, Harry. Hi, guys. Howdy, doody. All right, mate. How's it going? I'm all good, mate. How's things with you two? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Still can't hear Harry yet. We've got Paul here. Paul's coming. Hello, Paul. Hello, can you hear me now? Ah, there we go. Hi, Harry. Cool. Oh, there's a chief. <laughs> I say, this might be the most chaotic episode yet. <laughs> <laughs> you just get loads of random weird people just turning up. Quite, quite possibly. Quite possibly. It doesn't help as well. I'm sitting in my, uh, in my spare room. Um, I've got to have the window shut because they're muck spreading outside. So if I have the window open, I'll just get the horrific smell of nice. pig crap flying around the house. So how are we all doing? How are we all doing? Tip top. How are Absolutely. Harry and Gaz, do you want to introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about um, sort of your your interest in airsoft and stuff? Yeah, I can go first. first. All right, well, yeah. Gaz will go first. Go on, Gaz. Uh, well, I'm Gaz. Uh, I started off in 2012. Uh, uh, I was in the army at that point. Uh, I stopped it for a while. I back into it about three years ago. Um, started marshalling at my mate's site, uh, Combat Ready Airsoft in Derby. And since then, I've been marshalling and playing. And as this weekend, I was playing with, uh, with Lan at uh, the weekend down in Dunman. Cool. So, what, sort of, what site do you uh, want yeah, to play at? That's my story. Uh, normally, um, I play at the Combat um, I was playing Project X. Gaz down, we've uh, got a Gaz down. We've lost Gaz. Lost him. Harry, do you, to, do you want to take over? Yeah. Am I coming across all loud and clear and everything? Yeah, no, you're fine, yeah. mate. All right, cool. Uh, so I'm Harry Badger. Um, I actually got introduced to you, to you guys this time last year when I entered my photo into the Halloween photo competition and won. Uh, I won the ration pack. Uh, I'm still munching my way through the ration pack. It's taken me a year to get through it. Um, Glad you didn't mention it was the dick pic raffle. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so that's how I came across you guys. And um, prior to that, I've been playing Airsoft, but it's all been kind of skirmishes and film sim, and um, but always wanted to do the mill sim. And so it was perfect timing to find you guys and, and listen to your great podcasts and find out all the cool stuff about, you know, the ins and outs of, of doing a mill sim. Because it is, it is, you know, different. It's a bit more, a bit more involved. So, um, but then we had lockdown and didn't really get an opportunity last year or even 
um, early part of this year to go out and, and do a MailSim. But following you guys for the you know for, for the last year, it's been really good. And uh, you know, um, I'm kind of getting to that point now where I'm ready to do my first MailSim. So and it's and it's all down to you guys. Um, so so yeah, this is this is kind of my my office. I've got kind of like crap all over the place. I tend to build stuff. Um, so at the moment, for this is kind of like a, a bit of a reveal for anybody who knows me. So for the for the next Halloween, um, I'm currently making some Ghostbuster proton packs. Uh, so we're going to do a Ghostbusters theme. So last year we were dressed up as the Scouts Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, but this year we're going to be doing the um, zom uh, we're going to be doing Ghostbusters. So nice. we'll be dressed up as Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. Tell me more. Tell me more. Yeah. So, so I'm building some proton packs at the moment. Cool. So, um, so it's the, it's the dress up that you do like airsoft related, or is it just like yeah, a separate? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so every year, so my local site—I say local—it's an hour and a half away, but my local site is Gunman in Tuddenham, Suffolk. So that's my local site. Uh, all of my. Is it with uh, Gilly Sniper Girl? No, no, there's not. There's not actually many snipers up there. There's a, there's a, there's a few, but not like, um, not like Ed or or Hutchie or or anybody like that. Yeah. Um, they they get they get a few. Um, I think um, those guys they they go to Eversley or Driverwood or somewhere like that, or up in Phoenix. I've pl I've played up in Phoenix and been massively outnumbered by like 15 snipers on one team uh, and the rest of us with AEGs on, on, on the rest. Um, but no, so Gunman Tuddenham is my local site. So I play there regularly. I'm up there a few times a month. Um, know the guys very well up there. My family are from up there. So when I play and I play with my family, um, it's all up in it's all up in Suffolk in Gunman Tuddenham. So that's my local site. But they run, going back to the Halloween thing, they run a really good um halloween night game and this year it actually falls on a saturday so there's a lot of preparation and and anticipation for their halloween special night game um and all of the marshals and all of the crew they'll they'll dress up so last year we had uh, a zombie army of vikings going around creating mayhem or there'll be a murder clan uh, or one of the marshals was dressed up in a leather gimp suit and a chainsaw uh, chasing you around. So, But there are airsoft objectives. You get two teams uh, and you're trying to uh, do um, you know, various different objectives. But it's a really good night. You're not there to play serious airsoft. It's just a run, run around the woods, get, get the crap shared, scared out of you and try and, try and shoot stuff. But, but yeah, it's another, another big event this, this year. Um, called Fright Night, which will be on, cool. on So, a, lo a lot of the players get dressed up. So, we had the Joker, or we had um, uh, Beetlejuice characters, or mad scientists. So, uh, if you dress up in, in your, your standard multi cam, you kind of like look out of place. So, That's yeah. pretty good, though, because then it's uh, often. You know, for me, I get that feeling sometimes if you sort of go to that level, you, you, you've got the, the chance of feeling like a bit of a knob. But if everyone's doing it, then it's kind of, it's, it's totally different. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
the, the, you you will still get people who are, who are dressed up in in full camouflage uh, and they've got their nods on and they're running around in the dark. Um, but it's a bit pointless, really, because I spent most of last year running away from the non-player characters because all they do is just chase you down. Um, the Vikings will chase you down, they're, they're, and they're really good for for comedy. It's absolutely brilliant. I never stopped laughing and running away all night, and it was it was fantastic. But um, yeah, you Lots get the think squeals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Most of it was me screaming like a girl. Yeah. <laughs> I um I did just check. I think uh, Gilly Sniper Girl does does go to uh, the Tottenham oh, side. Oh, sure. Gilly Sniper Girl. I thought it was yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gilly Sniper Girl. Yeah, that's why because she's uh, she's busted based up in Norfolk. So um, so yeah, she's. I often run into her at uh, at Tottenham. Yeah, no, yeah. That's, I was saying it was uh, it's one of the one of the places that she goes to. I think quite frequently. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and your 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 episode chief with the concealment is got to be my favourite with you and the photograph over the camera. It was absolutely hilarious. Which one's that, mate? When you had Gilly Sniper Girl uh, on talking about concealment, and you spent oh, yeah. uh, um, a, a small amount of time printing out a lovely photo of your bedroom, uh, where, wherever the room was, and then held it out. <laughs> that was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> That's that, yeah, that's that's the, to be unfortunately, that's the extent of my uh concealment. To be honest, I, I couldn't put any more effort in than that. Yeah, but it worked right. perfectly though, didn't it? it did. <laughs> <laughs> um, just for anyone joining us in the chat, uh, basically, Lance can't be with us tonight. Um, he's had a, a quite a fairly major family emergency. Um, so what we're doing is we're basically just opening it up to anyone that wants to join us. Um, all you need is like a webcam. Um, uh, some lights and, and some like I say some lights like fairly decent lighting um basically don't, don't sit in the dark basically uh, and then a microphone um so I will keep pegging the uh the link out I don't know how well this is going to go tonight but we'll give it a go um, and what we'll do is we'll just sort of rotate people out so we'll try and keep uh, no more than sort of two or three guests on at any one time because otherwise it's going to get a bit mad um but if anyone's got any questions for Harry while he's on um, or if anyone's got any exciting news, any any recent airsoft purchases that worth talking about? Uh, oh, I can't really mention too much on here, I suppose. I can't share pictures. Um, but I've just purchased an SRS. And oh, nice. An uh, TMA MP5K. Mm -hmm. So the MP5K is on pre-order, coming into camo. They have some of its giblets tinkered with. As yeah. they do over there. Is that the high cycle uh, one? The TM high cycle MP. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. The little, yeah, they're um, really good. Really good. I, I, to be honest, I went, we went to um, so myself, Mike, um, Lee Goldsmith, and Mark Smith went to Imperium uh, a little while ago, uh, and I only took my MP7 with me. Just wanted to play around with the gas. I've not really used it that much since I got it. So I've MP7, and I'd. Um, my sidearm, it's like an HK45, and the games were they were four one hour games. Um, and I found within the first half an hour, I was out of pretty much everything from the MP7. So I was like six mags through, um, and then I was two mags on my pistol gone, and I was down to about six BPs, thinking I'm gonna have to hold on to the last one for myself just in case, um, because you're never gonna take me alive, and uh. Mike Marden was there, and Mike had his SRS with him, and it, it was a massive crosswind, so it was really, he was struggling to straight line 0.48s, 
I think it was, I think it's 0.48, I think he was using. He was struggling to straight line them because the crosswind was so bad. Um, I sort of said, I'm out of ammo, and there's like 20 minutes to go on the game or whatever. And he said, I'll oh, just grab this uh, MP5 and just, just squeeze some rounds off on that. And that was it. It's like, honestly, I come on. <laughs> Fell in love. <laughs> I don't mind if I do. Um, and then, uh, obviously, I, 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 well, I used to have a 417. Um, and then sort of, I, I kind of didn't fall in love with it due to it not ticking the boxes or my expectations when I purchased it um, as a DMR. Uh, and I never then, you know, never sort of loved the gun in itself. So I got rid of that. Um, but I do like the idea of a bit of range or distance shooting, not sniping, sort of just sort of the distance shooting. Um, and I see that Mike had a, a the, the SRS. Um, and then I was just scrolling through, I think it's like Airsoft Forums UK or something like that, where they've got the classifieds. Uh, and there was one on there. So um, sort of a bit of bouncing back and forwards, back and forwards, um, negotiations, so on and so forth. Uh, and then, yeah, I've got that one. So that's another two to the collection. So the uh, SRS is on its way over to um, Longbow um, for uh, Jason to have a little squeeze on that one, just have a little little fettler with it and see what needs doing. It's all upgraded, apparently. It's got all the edgy inners and... I don't know what any of that means. I just pull the trigger and. <laughs> so it's are, you gonna running, are you going to be running the SRS as your sniper and then the MP5K as your secondary then? Yeah, so just for distance shooting, use the SRS and then hanging off my belt, um, the MP5K has a an up close and personal. Yeah. Uh, yeah so no, I've, I've got I've got that MP5K. Don't get me really high side. It's it's stock out of the box, but. It's amazing because it handles like a pistol, but it shoots like an AG. It's amazing. Yep. Pretty good. So I was almost coerced into getting the MP5 um, NGRS, but I've already got the uh, 416 in that one, so I, I passed on that. Uh, that's the new one that's just come out. So um, purely because I, I'd had a little go on, on the MP5K. So, so yeah. So that's me. That's, that's you know, short of anything. I haven't really actually done anything other than that. It probably is enough. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that. I've thermal scopes back finally, which is good. That was uh, had some issues with that. So if anybody knew, um, whenever I was firing it on um, my recoil gun, I was getting white lines going across the. Uh, across the screen, so forward mm -hmm. that back to Optics Warehouse, um, who sent it back to Thomas Jacks. I think he must be like a UK distributor um, for all things like that. Um, they got in touch with Pulsar, who kind of said that it was it was normal for recoil um, to, to show these lines. They sent it away to Lithuania, which is where Pulsar's well, main main place is apparently. Um, long and short of it, they replaced it over circuit board, sent it back to Thomas Jacks. Thomas Jacks still said the lines were there and they weren't overly happy. So they sent me a brand new unit through. So got that through. So I was happy with that. Took that with, the, uh, with me to the Milsim um, that was at last weekend. And that performed exceedingly well. Nice. I am. Um, so I've had my. I, I had a GNG CM16 for quite a while. Uh, I think it was like the first proper gun I ever bought. Um, and I was like, I don't really use it anymore. And I was sort of toying around with buying a DMR. 
So I uh, I had a friend of mine uh, basically sort of do, do a little bit of a fiddle with it, basically, with, with a budget. Um, and I've managed to make this ridiculously light DMR now, um, which I was playing around with at NAE. And oh, it's so much fun. I didn't actually take it out to NAE because there's a, there's you've got to get it chronoed and there's like a whole faff to get it from the tent to the chrono. And then if it doesn't pass the chrono, you've then got to pack it back to the tent before you can go into the game zone, which all of that kind of walking was, was far too much for me. <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> um, so I haven't played properly with it yet, but um, my brother and I were sort of sitting there playing around for shooting some, uh, um, I think 0.28s through it. Um, oh, it was very nice. I can't wait to get out with it at some point. It's going to be awesome. So, yeah. It's, it's nice, isn't it? You get sort of say, unfortunately, that one that I did have initially, that 417, lovely gun. You needed a wheelbarrow to carry it. It's heavy as you like. Yeah. Um, but it just, yeah, you know when you kind of have an expectation in your head, which is probably really unrealistic for anything airsoft. Um, you know, I'm not going to shoot the top off a matchup one and a half miles away with it. Um, you know, which is kind of, but that's kind of where I was at. I was expecting a lot more than I got with it. So I kind of shifted it on, but I still quite enjoyed the role of distance shooting. To, but, but to be very clear, that's not sniping. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not going to dig into the whole, you know, covering yourself with twigs and leaves and, it's not what it's about. It's just about having that bit of range, um, you know, and then just having that backup when you really want to go in and start slinging some BBs with that MP5K. So, you, Harry, what what sort of um, what do you normally run sort of on a day to day? You you mentioned the uh, the TM MP5. Um, yeah, so so I got the, the TM417 um, and used it, and it it does weigh a ton. Absolutely weighs a ton. Uh, I only used it for half a day. It was like lugging a um, uh, an LMG around. Um, so over uh, over at the site that I play at, uh, you tend to find that the the mornings tend to be open woodland, so it's more of a long game in terms of distance. And then in the afternoon, move down into the abandoned um, airbase buildings for for more close quarters. Uh, so I have. Um, I have sniped in the morning, and like yourself, uh, I don't gilly up. Um, I've actually got an airy striker, which was teched up by Hutchie, Hutchie Airsoft Sniper. He's kind of on my on on route to, to where I normally play. So um, I think it was last year. I dropped it off to him over Christmas, um, and he teched it up. Uh, absolutely shoots amazing lifts, four eights out to a long distance uh and it's um it's really good so very thankful to to hachi for taking that up for me um so yeah I, I tend to sniper uh in the mornings uh or just run around with an ag um but i don't i have all, it all depends on on what the game is and where we're playing and and um sometimes it, it depends on what time of the year as well at the moment everything is so overgrown it would be quite difficult to run with a sniper so all depends on what new toy i've got changes from week to week because i'm a bit quite keen to uh i'm keen to to set the srs up with a thermal scope on it though just to go around <laughs> the scope's got about i don't know you can program sort of five different weapons onto it so got the well, i did have it set up and now i've got to redo it because it's a new unit but I had the 416 setup on it and the mp7 under different programs so they're all zeroed in nicely 
but I've kind of got this, you know, liking of just slapping a thermal scope on the top for night use, um, having it zeroed in to a distance that you know is going to be pretty much bang on, and then go doing a bit of night stalking with the sniper rifle and, and, and the thermal scope slapped on the top. That would be that, very interesting. Yeah. Have you seen Have you seen anybody else out in in the field doing that? With snipers no, and scopes? no, not seen anyone. And it's got, um, I don't know what, what size hard drive it's got built into it, but it's got a whatever built in hard drive to record. As so well. you can so record you know, as well. Yeah, you can record what it's doing as well. So it's all awesome built in. Footage. Yeah, but I've not seen it. We, we took it to, um, we was at a, uh, the Defiant uh, Op Archer event last weekend. Um, and we took it there, and there's there's quite a few running nods um, on both sides, so it was quite a nice balance to have. Uh, and there was a couple of the blue four guys, if I remember rightly. It sounds like they were running the clip-on thermal uh, images on their nods as well. Um, but I think it was only really me and Mike Marden that was running thermal. Um, and we got Gen 3 nods. Uh, and they were all right out in the open, but when you got under the canopy, it was kind of you could you could navigate well, but you couldn't see, you know, into the distance and and pick out people potentially. But the thermal, it's, it's just totally different. You know, it just lights it up like day. There's just you can navigate with it. It was just crystal clear, and people are looking for it. Just, see what I mean? So I reckon if you can get it squared away nicely and and set it up. It, you know, it could be a bit, bit of a game changer, especially with the MP5K. Um, as you back up, it can get into a bit of trouble. Yeah. Mm. Nick so says, uh, "Would a thermal scope be better than the night vision stuff in the woods for airsoft?" So, if, if, I wasn't sure when I first got it. Mike said to me, "If you had to get one or the other, he would all day long ditch the the nods and get the thermal." Um, and after getting it, 100% agree. So for me, the thermal, the only downside to it is that it's not on your eye all the time. So you're kind of lifting it up because it's a scope, looking down, you know, seeing what your terrain is. You can see, you know, moths jibbing across in front of you. Um, you know, it can pick up a rabbit at 1.1 mile away. It's just, it's phenomenal. Um, and, and you just, you can see everything. You know, and you line it up, you can see exactly where you're going. It brings up all the trees, any buildings, you know, pathways through. So you can see where you're going. You can walk on a little bit, drop your nods down if you've got them. Just navigate your way through, or you can just hold it up and kind of shuffle forward with it. But it is, it's, you know, if I, again, if I had one or the other, it'd be that all day long. Great bits of kit. Uh, yeah, proper predator shit as well. <laughs> it's really funky. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Nick says, how big is the scope itself, please? Uh, about yeah, big. Hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, I genuinely wasn't sure how far you were going to take that then. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll whack, an, I'll whack a picture up on the... On, we can put pictures of riffs on Facebook, or is that a no no can we put um, on? No, we can put it on Facebook. That's not a problem. Yeah, it's just oh, anything oh, live on YouTube. It gets it gets funny. Uh, it, is it is it, it is it actually a scope or is it a camera that you would stick in front of a scope? 
No, it's a Pulsar XQ50 um, laser range binding trail. Um, okay. Now say that three times after a point. <laughs> yeah, so it's a it's a proper mounted scope, um, and it, it, yeah, it's got the laser range finder. Um, it's got three different levels of zoom, so you get your standards, and you can zoom um, whatever it is, five point four and ten point eight. You can go picture in picture, so you can have your standard vision with a five point four box up in the corner, or a ten point eight box up in the corner. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. They all got. They've all got it. But the one that I've got, you kind of get this little remote control as well, which goes onto your Riz rail, so you don't have to worry about fiddling at the top for the buttons. It does all your main functions off the off your foregrip almost on the on the Riz rail. So, so I will put a photograph. There was yeah. one I did post up one on my Insta page. Um, actually, I think we were prepping to go out for the night event at Archer on the weekend. Uh, and that's got it slapped on there with the other toys. But I will stick a couple of photographs in the in the chat. It's, it's a bit difficult to say, really. It's, you know, I want to say 20 centimetres. You know, size of a normal scope, but it's chunky because of everything it needs with it. How about you? Uh, annoy a few people by shooting them out of nowhere from a distance in the dark yeah it does <laughs> it does the thing is it's quite funny because it even like people try and hide um but i think we're going to cover scopes and stuff uh, potentially uh, on, on one of the other episodes aren't we? so i won't uh delve too much i'll try and get some footage for you for that one um but we yeah. went to the last so, apocalypse event for the milsim um there and myself and mike went out at the night into the village which was being held by blue for i think they were in chief's hut or something like that at the time um and i'd moved into the village and then there was a couple of guys behind me coming from stockade on the outskirts of the village there and i was already in by i think it might be hut 10 or something like that uh, and i turned around with the nods could see them there lifted up the thermal could see just a glow of them hiding behind the wooden barrier and then just as bold as you like just walked up because they didn't know i was there and i just walked up walked over you see all on the thermal you know, cut the BB, slotted them both. It makes me sound well operated, doesn't it? Slotted them both. <laughs> um, yeah, fired little plastic balls at them. Um, and they're like, oh, mate, how did you see us? How did you see us behind the barrier? And I kind of, you know, at that point, once that's done and dusted, that's when you kind of, you do your engagement piece, don't you? And you have a chat and you go, oh, this is how I did it. Got the thermal scope and let them have a little look. And, um, you know, you, you, the ants nests at Apocalypse, you can just see them. They're like just this massive hive of activity in the, you know, in a big pile on the ground. It's, it is, it is good stuff. Um, and, you know, it holds its value as well. So, you know, if I was to throw this away tomorrow and give it all up and, you know, take up knitting or something like that, uh, more fitting with my age, um, you know, the kit tends to hold its price reasonably well. Um, so, yeah, no, they are, they are good bits of kit. Nice. Cool. And I'd imagine um, so they yeah, just... annoy the tits off of anyone. <laughs> Um, so just again, for anyone joining us, um, we, we've had a bit of a slight change in programming tonight. So if anyone wants to join us on the chat, um, I've been posting the, the link in the chat box down below. Um, so if anyone wants to join us, just need a webcam, uh, microphone, feel free to jump on. Um, just try not to sit in the dark because we want to be able to see you. And uh, yeah, it'd be cool to uh, meet a few more people. Um, so Harry, have you got any experience with sort of night vision or 
thermal or anything like that? Um, no, um, I say no. Uh, so for the last Halloween game, because they are so, they are so, um, they are so good and good fun. I, I tried to put together um, some recording equipment to be able to to, to record the event. So uh, I managed to get a little action camera to 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 record it, but then also to to try and get and it was just uh, a, a Gen One nod and try and be able to because there are some out there that are digital. You know, you can get them off eBay for like anything from like four hundred pound up to seven hundred pound, but they are absolutely crap absolutely crap so that was kind of like when i i did my toe into um uh being able to see in the dark but then yeah i don't know if i play enough night games at the moment from what i'm doing with just like the the, the events that i do not many of them are at night i guess if i was to to get more into milsim which are you know um uh, where you do play at night and do it regularly then you know that's the point where i would say okay well, I'll invest in a piece of kit. Um, and as everybody who's looked at it and looked at all of the, uh, the YouTube videos of various different people we were uh, talking about, uh, night vision, you know, Gen 1, Gen 2, Gen 3 uh, thermals. But, but then hearing the chief talk about his thermal scope, that, but I guess uh, you would use that with, with nods as well so that you can see where you walk in and then use the thermal to see where you're shooting at so i think it could be quite expensive but in, in mill sims do you have people that play with no nods at all no night vision yeah no, yeah so yeah. i haven't got any night vision or thermal yet um so it's on the wish yeah. list um, it's, it's, that's, that's like so you, field craft you know people that have got the ability to operate without it you know all day long um my first one i didn't have any uh i, I the last over tip more times than I could count on one hand, but um, yeah, you know, there's some very effective players without that. We just navigate around, um, you know, absolutely fine, and, and still light people up and have a really good night event. Well, I guess it all depends on actually how dark it is because you might get some ambient light, and if you've let your eyes adjusted to the whatever levels of light you got there, I guess you can see somewhat in front of you but where the night games are played at where everybody gets pissed off because we're, we're there for a skirmish uh, and it is you know the bb that shoots you in the side of the face from out of nowhere and you've got no idea where it came from or how they got that shot in um and it ends up being somebody with with nods um and i look at somebody with nods and go that looks cool i want some of that but i don't play it enough yeah i mean i didn't uh Gen 2 Plus um, HD for my, for my first set. They, they, were they your first? Yeah. Uh, and I got yeah. those, you know, off of, off of well, a second hand pair um, from a trusted person through Mike Marden. Um, and they were all right, to be fair. You know what I mean? Did, did what I needed them to do. And then I tried someone else. It's like anything. You, you know, you get a car and you want a different car, don't you? If you get this, you want a different that. And I tried, uh, we went down to Apocalypse just one evening, me and Mike, and, um, you know, I tried Mike's uh, Gen 3s, and it was just, it was a, it, it was just totally different. I was like, actually, these are pretty cool. And then Mike then had the opportunity of getting 
um, sort of a next level up from his one, uh, which then meant his ones that were really, you know, really well looked after and really good became available. So that's the only reason really why I moved away. If it hadn't been for that, chances are I'd still would have been using, you know, the, the, the fleurs. And that was all right. Just, you know, some, sometimes you just realise a little bit more on, on a bit of IR. And depending on what game you're playing, where you're playing, if there's not lots of nods users around, IR floods are fine. If the world and their mum are running around with, with nods, then, you know, you being in an beacon, IR flood is a little bit problematic because <laughs> you stick out like yeah. a pimple on an ass. That's, <laughs> that's what I found when I tried recording a night game because the little action camera that I had, yes, it could record in in the dark, but you needed uh, an IR torch to be able to for it to pick up anything. And so I must have been walking around like a bloody beacon. Uh, um, for anybody with a pair of knobs, I was I was a BB magnet that, that night. I think that as well is it's, the, it's you know whether people put the time in to get used to using them. You know, so it is about those sort of walks up on a Saturday night. You know, just navigating around. You know, you, we, we, there were some people where we went on the weekend. That, you know, got some very good. You know, dual knobs. But not what you'd call effectively used. Do you know what I mean? Um, and you had other guys there that had absolutely no nods, that were were sort of owning the night better than the guys that, that had the green eyes to see them around. So I think there is that piece around. You can you can almost have all the gear and no idea, because it's you know any, it's easy for someone to go and get a you know a big credit card or go and get a loan or save up some money and go and buy something. But if they don't put the time into understanding that you know you can come unstuck just as easy harry you've got a question from nick uh how long does it take to prepare for your halloween events months i've started now um so that that's that's me as a player i have i have no influence about what actually happens on the night and and more often than not it's kept a secret until you turn up like i said last year turned up and there was a guy running around in a gimp suit and a chainsaw without the chain on of course um but it's like, uh like the that doesn't <laughs> uh sorry so, cutting because i've got to jump i've got to go and sort the little one out yeah that's cool thanks for joining paul all right, nice all right. Meet, cheers paul. Catch you soon you too uh so so yeah in terms of prep um it's i normally play with my um my niece and my two nephews uh and we'll come up with a we'll come up with a theme but like i say last year it was just us running around in boy scouts outfits um so it didn't take a lot of prep at all but this year my niece suggested that we go as ghostbusters and then i thought oh i could build a proton pack i've always wanted a proton pack <laughs> and then i think oh bugger i've got to print four proton packs on the 3d printer so for for this one it's going to take quite a bit of prep so uh i've got a couple of 3d printers sitting in the corner of my office here and they are busily knocking out parts for my own proton pack i could buy it straight off the shelf but it costs like two three hundred pounds to buy it cinema on ebay that goes for a lot more than that but so yes it can take a lot of a lot of time and it's just for dressing up really it's the amount of time yeah. we put in for just dress up it's ridiculous really we just put in all of this time to dress up run around in the dark and shoot plastic bbs at each other uh, and no wonder my girlfriend has no understanding about why I do what I do. No idea. She just doesn't get it at all. 
it's, I'll it's a, pain. yeah. <laughs> My girlfriend calls it. Are you playing your stupid game again this weekend? And that's what yeah. someone refers to it as. Has no <laughs> understanding about it at all. But that's it. We just dress up, run around in the woods, and shoot people with toy guns. And that's all we do. Yeah. Um, and I have to remember that because uh, you know when you know when you're you're getting into some situations and and tempers are being raised. At the end of the day, I have to remember that we're just grown up men running around the woods shooting toy guns uh you know chill out walk away um so that's why we yeah. do it do it for the fun of it <laughs> do you make um do you make much sort of custom stuff with your your printers um so so i did a um a gopro baseball cap man there is a guy on the internet uh called brain exploder and he sells them just a, a gopro cap man he sells them, but they're quite expensive. Mm -hmm. That's that's why I bought a three D printer to start with, because I wanted to produce my own Catman. Don't know if I've got one looking around on the shelf somewhere here. Actually, oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, it's just Catman like that, which just slots over a baseball cap, and then you just put GoPro here as well. Yeah, and then it just um, has a has a GoPro attached to the to the front of it like that and that just slots on your baseball cap so i could have spent i don't know 70 80 pounds on a brain exploder one um or i decided to go out and spend 250 pound on a 3d printer and print myself one but i've printed it you can make more than just that one thing can't you so exactly, i mean it's, it's, yeah. now i can print a ghostbusters proton pack with it as well so exactly yeah it's it's got added benefits um so so I've, I've had a few requests to, to do different bits and pieces uh, on the 3D printer. I also, um, over at the Gunman uh, team, speaking to Josh, who you had on, um, on one of your podcasts before, speaking to him, speaking to some of the other uh, people who run the, the, the Gunman sites, um, and building some MCOM boxes. Uh, so these are game boxes there are various different manufacturers that do these game boxes so if you think about i don't know like a game of domination you would just have like a red button and a green button uh um and you just run up to the box press the box like a bit like a chess timer um but a bit more electronic um but then we evolved it so that we could uh hook up theatrical pyrotechnics to it uh so you would then have like sabotage games or um search and destroy um or we have an escort the engineer game that we've played with the MCOM boxes where you have to escort an engineer to a particular location. He then sets up the MCOM, um, holds down the button for 90 seconds, um, and then after that run away because it's going to go bang. Uh, and these pyrotechnics make a make a big bang. So uh, I've been making some boxes for them, pyrotechnic boxes. Um, so yeah, so since I've had my 3D printer, I've printed all sorts of things silencers uh um running kits for pistols and all sorts of stuff um so yeah it's been it's been really good fun 3d cool. printing complete waste of my spare time i i well <laughs> according to my girlfriend it's a complete waste of my own yeah. spare time there's things I must i'd love to um I've, I've been sort of toying with the idea of trying to sort of engineer a uh, a bomb prop for an event uh, which actually requires you to do something. So almost like you've got like a little laminated manual that you have with it. Yeah. Um, 
so that when someone's diffusing something, when when you're sort of you're holding a a, a base or something like that, and you've got this prop that you're trying to diffuse, it's an actual yeah. thing that you've got to sit there and you're like, right, okay, you have to unscrew a panel, and then like there's various wires in there to cut, and you've yeah. got to read the manual to, to so that it's not yeah. just because so many times you sort of play at events where you're defending a location just for an hour, and it's like an arbitrary amount of time. It, you know, it doesn't take one person of the team to go and do anything. It's just you know we're just here. Um, yeah. So I've been, I've been sort of toying with the idea of doing a little bit. Of en- en- I'm back. Um, so yeah, well, that, that's something we, I'm. Uh, well, since since I, since I made the um, the first comms, we've just had a couple of buttons on them. Um, it then evolved to where I was building them with like giant fuses. I think I've got a, a fuse over there. No, I haven't. Um, but with like giant fuses, um, mm. they were like as, as as big as a water bottle. Uh, and they were filled with either a red resin or a, a green resin so that they could flow in the dark and stuff. Um, and then you could play games where you would have to locate your color fuse, put it in the MCOM uh, uh, before it's enabled. Uh, and then we were doing all sorts of um, different ideas about, um, you know, cutting the right wire or pulling out the right wire. Um, so you could have six wires you have to pull out the right wire if you don't put if you pull out the wrong wire it could go bang um so yeah there, there's lots of ideas for for for, for airsoft props um i've played at some sites where they've had um some props that either make a noise or go bang or, or as part of the objective but I, I like i've i'm on board with your idea about something that's just a bit more involved than pushing a button like finding a code um so the mcom boxes i built is is got an electronic keypad in it so um you could go get do games where you have to capture somebody uh uh try and get a code out of them or search them for a code or a key pass or a swipe card uh to be able to then you know a progressive story enable that yeah yeah you have to go and find the mad scientists get his key cards and then go and unlock something else and then uh use that to to unlock the box and then disconnect a wire or unscrew something or find the manual so the story the story around you know just around that with with you know the right props uh you know could could make for a really involved game rather than you know just trying to dominate a position or or go on an offensive or do something a bit more a bit more involved a bit more story related so yeah i'm totally on board with that yeah just don't google how to make a bomb (laughs) no because uh (laughs) I don't know if I can actually show this on the screen or not, because you end up with something like that, which I've started. Oh, to nice! <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what <laughs> it is. I'll let, I'll let you work that out. Um, so yeah, I've got that with um, so some little electronic countdown timers. So I'm sure I'm on a I'm on a government watch list because I, yeah. I, I my my search is you know things like dynamite and countdown timers, uh, and I'm sure I'm being watched. So, my um, funnily enough, my dissertation was on the um, so I'm a civil engineer by trade, and uh, my dissertation was on how to protect buildings from terrorist attacks. So I was googling all sorts of stuff, um, and and genuinely the, the the front page of my dissertation, you put like a little bit of a spiel in there to sort of you know to say thanks to people, and I put a little paragraph in there that said you know thank you to the security services for not arresting me based on my newfound internet search history. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, well, it, it's, 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 the, it's the game that we play. So if if I posted a picture of anything that I've I've built, I have to put a disclaimer on it to say, you know, this is not real. This is this is just a toy. But 
um you know we're we're, we're playing with riffs we're playing you know military exactly. and, and games and stuff which can be easily construed as as something that it's not as i say we're just great men running around with toy guns shooting plastic bbs at everybody but you know it's yeah it's not real yeah. I might have to hit you up for some uh, some ideas on this uh, this thing. Then maybe we could do a a carry well, on it. Yeah. Um, well, once, once you finished your Halloween. <laughs> yeah, once I finished my Halloween. Um, but I um, so I'd, I'd just be uh, walking around a DIY store and I'll look at a um, a toilet waste pipe and I'll look at it and go, hmm, I could make a missile out of that. I could get a smoke <laughs> machine and have a big jet of smoke going off and I could program it and you have to kind of disable the the surface to air missile so yeah i've always got ideas in my head of, of things to do for for props and stuff yeah. and for, fortunately the guy the guys over at government they you know they you know they love it so if i come up with a, some mad hatter uh idea uh and build something take it over to them they're more than happy to, to run it that sounds right up joshy street <laughs> yeah so i you know uh, I'd love to be able to give up the day job to be able to go off and you know build props and stuff like this you know as a um, full time. Um, I could sell them, but at the moment I'm just doing it as a as a hobby at the moment. And fortunately, Josh and his his crew are entertaining my madness. Um, but um, but yeah, it's good fun. Right, cool. Uh, there's a couple of questions from Nick, and then we'll probably call it a day because I've noticed that the view count has gone has dropped right down. Uh, I'm back. Nick says, could you do like a sand timer dropping uh, sand onto a pressure pad to make a boom uh, to stop you it could. just turn the hourglass up? It's not, a bad, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. So we so so I was speaking to Josh when um, he was uh, he was up he's been up at Tottenham for the for the last few weeks talking to him. We played a game where we had to do a vehicle escort, um, but we had to um, clear the 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 route in front of the vehicle for, uh, with. Um, that had landmines in there. And these landmines were, you know, the umbrella bases that you have in, in the garden? Yeah, yeah. The ones that you fill up with water. Um, so he just had uh, six of those that were laid along the route and you basically just had to hold your hand on it, count to 60, and then that landmine was considered to be disarmed. But, you know, that was a great idea to have, you know, something with a pressure plate or something with a, you know, a timer on it that, you know, so you could, so it's, it's not just boxes, you know, it could be anything, anything, you know, it could be, you know, clearing claymores or it could be landmines or it could be mm. missiles, anything it could be, you know, bombs, anything that goes tick, boom, um, yeah. has pressure pads on it, um, booby traps, you know, you could, it could be a case of, you know, building clearance where, you know, there are booby traps, of course, safe booby traps, but so yeah, there are, Loads of things that you could do to make the game more involved and, and entertaining. Yeah, and I, I might have told this story before, but um, we went into a game where it had like IEDs. Um, so I, I, I bought my Valen along because um, I like to do a little bit of, sort of amateur metal detecting as well on the side. So I was sort of running along this dirt road, like, oh yeah, there's some metal there, some metal there. No <laughs> idea what the IEDs were, so we were just like trying to avoid anything. Um, but this road was made out of like um, made ground, so it was basically like crushed stuff that you get off a construction site so any yeah. little nail or anything like that that was in the ground it was just picking up and i mean at one point it was just sweeping the road and the whole thing was just coming up as metallic and it's just like oh i don't think this is a mine i think this just isn't working <laughs> just a lump of metal yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
there, there's, uh, there's plenty of ideas. Uh, and if you if you got some ideas, yeah, tap me up. Uh, yeah. More than that, work through some ideas. Uh, if you if you if you've got a site or you you know you guys play a lot of sites. If you if you know a site owner or or somebody who's who's got an idea for for a crazy prop, um, yeah, cool. It's all doable. It's all doable. Uh, Nick says we use clay pigeons with random metal under them, so you could use a metal detector to find to find a route through. That's not a bad shout. Like yeah. a little washer or something in it. That would work quite yeah. well. Yeah. Cool. Loads of mileage in 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 some of these ideas. You just got to you mm. know think outside the box. Um, fresh meat. Fresh meat's just jumped on. He um he was so with the metal detector. I was the one detecting, and then fresh meat and his team were behind me, and um, they were like, "What the fuck's going on?" <laughs> 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 literally, I had the little the die spray pack on the ballon as well. So it's like a little trigger that you can pull in. It releases dye yeah. off the ground. And literally, I'm just covering the ground in like blue dye, <laughs> like wherever I was finding metal. So that was pretty awesome. Then, then the blue dive machine went off in my basher, so I, everything was covered in blue dive. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. So. Well, thanks, Harry, so much for coming on. Um, we'll You're probably welcome. call you the night a little bit early. I'm not, um, I'm not a good alternative for Lance, but happy to... to oh, no, honestly, I'll, I'll yeah, it's great. Own, I'll leave you on your own, mind. No, it's cool. It's cool. We can re rename the episode like Props and Gadgets or something like that. It's cool. Yeah, go for well, it. Thanks ever so yeah. much for coming on. Um, we'll You're talk about next week. Yeah, the idea was to do the autumn kit this week, so we'll probably do that next week. And then the week after that, I believe, we're going to be doing um, scope attachments um, uh, for rifles and bits and pieces like that. So whilst we can't discuss rifles uh, necessarily on the screen, uh, we can obviously discuss attachments, so lasers, um, all, all the sort of the lovely stuff that you attach to your rifle. Um, we're going to be covering that. So feel free to join us. Um just for those who have just joined, Les has just asked, where's Lance? Um, Lance had a family emergency and had to dash off um, fairly last minute. So that's why we've had a real sort of change up on the, uh, the programming. But thanks, everyone, for joining us tonight. Um, it's been it's been a bit random, but it's been fun. I've enjoyed it. Um, cool. So, yeah, Harry, thanks for coming on. And uh, You're welcome. Else, if you want to get in touch with us, um, I've updated this now. You can email us at nofochat at hotmail.com. Instagram is November underscore foxtrot underscore nofo. Facebook is November foxtrot nofo. And YouTube is now www.youtube.com forward slash C forward slash November foxtrot. And I can't so tell you how excited I am about that. I know. <laughs> I was so excited. It was amazing. So, yeah, cool. Right. I will leave that one up uh, permanently for the rest of the episode and uh we shall see you all next week thanks for joining cool. Harry. cheers see you all soon cheers bye-bye